0: And I am Sergio from the Dodgeball Podcast. And here with me, I have.
1: I am Daryl from Team Malaysia. I am the assistant coach for the Dodgeball team. Uh, I'm. That's What category? I'm, oh, sorry. What category? Uh, we're playing men's foam. Okay. Yeah. We, yeah. We, let, let's be specific
2: because there was, you
0: know. Okay. Okay. Teams, yeah. <laughs> All right. So. Okay. We-
2: <laughs> Hi. I'm Bree I'm the vice captain for the men's team.
3: And hi, I'm David Wong. I was a player on the men's team.
0: So I asked these gents, um, uh, to recap their experiences, not just winning gold, but overall, um, their perspective in Canada, how the event went. And, uh, if you heard my previous interviews with GB and in, in Canada, um, the format's going to be very similar. Um, this is also one of going to be one of the latest recordings I have to do because it's a 15 hour time difference, but, we made it work, so let's get it started. Um, I'm going to start with Daryl. Um, how did it? How did it feel knowing that you were going to come back uh, for this year, knowing that World was in Edmonton, and part of me, if I'm asking out of bounds, but did you have a, a say in the selection of the players that we have here?
1: Uh, I think it was a collaborative effort. So um, the head coach Ken uh, and myself, we had a, a lot of discussions with the selection of players within the pool of talent that we have in Malaysia. So basically, the men's pool of players were very competitive. So we we were spoiled for choice, I would say. So we were working with the cream of the crop and the culture we set and the, the players we chose were the, I would say, the perfect bunch of players to, to carry out the plan that we wanted. For the women's side, there was a little bit of uh, limitations with the number of players within. All right, so the women's side, we have a little bit of limitations. So for us to select some of the women, we had to basically filter out uh, how we wanted to play and train them to the plan instead of having the selected guys or the the men's team uh, figure out some of the plans that we wanted to do. So it was a little bit more difficult for the women's side. But at the same time, we we balanced. We had a mixed category this year as well. So we really had to choose wisely which players would play in their respective categories.
0: Nice. Um, yeah, I would imagine coming back, there's going to be some difficulties as far as assembling a team. And some countries are more spoiled than others as far as a talent pool on either gender. Um, Agreed. So yeah. Let's flip the script. So I'm going to ask uh, Weishang and David this, but first for Weishang, where were you when you found out that you made the team and what was your first impression that, you know, you got the call, you got the email, you got the whatever it is that you got, the news that you made the team?
2: Um, I think we were at a, at a selection camp uh, where all of us gathered at a three-day, two-night camp and uh that's when they announced the team, and uh, I've been on the men's team for six years now. Mm. So I'm I'm quite a senior player, so uh, kind of know where I stand, and I think I've been pretty comfortable the whole year. That uh, I know that I'm roughly there on the spot. So I mean, it's it's always it's always a good news to to hear you're back on the team.
0: You, but you said you guys were all at like some kind of training camp when you found out, so you all found out together.
2: Uh, that's that's when the official announcement was made.
0: Oh okay. Uh, what about you, David? Where were you when you uh, found out you made the team?
3: Yeah, I was um I was at the same camp. Um after going through the trainings, the selection process, um, so hard work. They would it would be they'll gather all of us in a circle, the men's, the women's, even for the mixed team category, and they'll announce it one by one. So I mean I was pretty pretty happy to be selected. Um uh, I am also a returning player. Mm. Um, definitely a relief because, you know, um, like what Daryl said, the talent in Malaysia has been um, definitely getting better. So we, you know, although we're returning players, uh, we definitely have to fight for our sport all the time. And it shows in the result that we got for this year that it's it's a combination of players um, who are returning and new players who are, you know, chasing us. They're always chasing for our sports. They're always fighting for it. And that's the kind of... Um, atmosphere that we have for the malaysian dodgeball Yeah, so again really happy to have been selected
0: that's actually kind of an interesting um perspective because uh, normally when i've interviewed people in the past they they'll get a, an email like walking the dog or going to the gym or you know doing their groceries <laughs> and you guys essentially found out together everyone here I, found out together I, who made it who you know? Who didn't? And you guys pretty yeah. much had that journey from the very beginning together. Yep. Whether you're a returning yeah. player, whether you're a rookie, whether you're an assistant coach, um, it started day one together.
2: Yeah, which, I can add yeah. on this because because we we all we all uh, trained very closely throughout the whole year. Malaysia Malaysia is a pretty small country, so we have like weekly sessions. All of us gather together all the time. It's not like uh, in the USA or in Canada where they only meet like once a month or once every few months because everyone has to travel from so far away yeah yeah so that's one of the advantage we have in malaysia where we train together like literally every week
0: yeah i've seen some of the instagram posts you guys are just like a one big family out there whether you're a coach whether you're a player whether you're an up-and-coming star like you guys train together on the weekends you guys go to mcdonald's together some of you guys i've seen do like training camps like military style training camps together oh i'm i'm spying on you guys don't get it twisted (laughs) (laughs) i know more about you guys than you think um but it's cool that you guys have and that's a geographical advantage as far as you know not having to travel too far you know i would imagine you know and you even said it yourself, you know, if you come from Canada, you come from the United States, you only see those players maybe two or three times a year before the, yep. the big stage. that You guys see each other every Friday. <laughs> <laughs> another Friday to us. What happened?
3: It's like another Friday, you know, it's like every other day, it's just training.
0: <laughs> I'm sure you guys got to get sick of each other at some point, but we'll get into that for sure. So, <laughs> I'll start with you, Daryl. So once a training camp... Yeah. Once you're, you're, you got your team together, you already decided who you were going to have, at least on the men's side, that's what you were coaching. What was the theme as far as you were concerned with training camp? Not as far as like trade secrets uh, or anything, but more so, yeah, what yeah. would you say you wanted the emphasis to be before you even I, got
1: to the plane to Edmonton? I think you pointed out one of the points where we, on day one, we were like a family. So... The theme that Ken and I have agreed upon before even taking on this national program is that taking consideration from previous years, the atmosphere and the culture we wanted to set the national program on would be somewhat similar to every other team sport, which requires good character, good attitude towards the sport, good sportsmanship, all the principles of a sport. And we knew that the skill level would be sufficient to play worlds. And we knew the elite players that we were filtering out and grooming were capable to carry out the the best interests of team Malaysia. So what we emphasize a lot upon is the the culture that the guys and the girls uh, men's and women's set upon themselves so we take a lot into consideration if a, a player maybe it's wishing or maybe it's David that if they come late for training they will inform and give a reason so those are the little things that really matter and and it shows um, their their commitment to the program so a lot of times where we had this, culture built upon this team is that we really really emphasize on character so we know that on a skill level we are capable on a character level which in worlds will be tested mentally especially uh, it shows and reflects a lot upon these players especially when it comes to training so a lot of times we were very harsh on them not because of how bad they played or how good they played, but about how they carried themselves as players, as national athletes. So going through the programs and going through the phases, especially during camp and non-training days, um, the, the team bonded quickly, even when it's not on, um, on a dodgeball day. So some of these players, especially Wishing and David, they they go to the gym together and they, they really bond. So, that really helps with the team chemistry, When, especially during pressured situations on court. It shows that these two are in sync. So, it's a trickle-down, I would say, effect. Because if these two can make others um, cooperate and be in the same loop, it will definitely help um, organize the team and, and build upon that chemistry.
0: That's that's a really solid uh, solid and detailed answer right there. Um, pretty much you guys started from day one together, and you guys emphasized that. You guys reemphasized that and had accountability yeah. attached to it because the talent's already Correct. there. It's
1: We're already there. there.
0: The, the, the question isn't about the talent. It's already there. It it's is. the, the yep. chemistry and the camaraderie on days when, not just when you're training, but when you're off training, which is a nice little segue that I'm going to ask these two gents over here. So uh, Daryl tells me you guys are like inseparable. You guys are like brothers. You guys train together, hang out together. <laughs> I feel like there's some there's some funny stories that we can go into here. So what would you say? And I'm going to ask uh, we first. What, what would you say were one of the f- coolest moments that had nothing to do with dodgeball leading up to the event um, with David? Uh, I
2: would say... We, we're pretty close uh, to each other because we all come from the same area. Uh, we have a lot of mutual friends out of dodgeball. Uh, yeah, um, uh, most most of our poor friends have, like, you know, we have a lot of mutual friends. So, like, not just uh, we socialize in dodgeball, but also outside of dodgeball. Sometimes we go for trips together and whatnot. Uh, and then, like, yeah, like like uh, what Daryl said, we also go to the gym together. Uh, uh, yeah, it's an, I, I guess that's self-explanatory. How how close we are, uh, I think I think half of the team uh, come from the same club, and the, the rest of the team also comes from another half of another club, so that's how close we are. Nice.
0: And what about you, David? What would you say would be one of the fun moments you had with uh, we off off the court leading up to the event?
3: Nah, I think he's he's delusional. He says that we have a lot of time outside of dodgeball, but I'm playing dodgeball five out of seven days a week with
1: him. It's, it's dodgeball
3: training gym, dodgeball training gym. So I, I don't know where he's getting uh, time outside, but the only, yeah, no, but <laughs> now, um, I, I think, I think uh, to be fair, like, yeah, we, we, we go to the gym a lot. Uh, we are actually on the same like um, team. So outside of the national program, we're in the same team. Um, I would say the best thing that we've done or like the coolest thing we've done outside of dodgeball was pretty much actually the journey in Canada like a week before the tournament because the Malaysian uh, squad, we actually went there like about a week earlier before the tournament. Mm-hmm. So just traveling, you know, uh, we were in Vancouver for a bit. Then we went even traveling in Edmonton, not really traveling, just shopping going out, getting groceries, just living together for that whole week with the whole team was pretty much the highlight uh, before anything else. Like the whole year, it was just training, training, training. And it was really nice to just have that one week, you know, of like relaxation, just purely team bonding, leading up to that tournament.
0: Nice. And you said you guys are part of the same team. Would this team be Immortals? Uh, No, we play for GOAT goat okay yeah. you see I, I got my little detail out there don't get it twisted. i mean i might yeah. mixed it up but i i know a thing a thing or two yeah, yeah. immortals yeah. yeah. <laughs> like...
3: was actually the um they were a group of ballers that came like a batch before us so they were actually our seniors
0: okay okay so the, yeah. you, would, you would you would say they're like generation one you're like generation two kind of yeah sort of like something like that yeah something like that okay okay that makes sense like i'm I, you know it, it, it i find it that you know generation's kind of vary between countries like i would say for yeah. us, generation 1 would be like 2005 to 2010 um and maybe immortals came a little bit after that uh from what i can recall um so you guys are kind of like the mario brothers you guys are always together always arguing <laughs> no 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 <laughs> i wouldn't say that i wouldn't say that okay sonic and tails <laughs> Sonic yeah. and Tails? Okay. Sonic or... and Tails, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm the
3: sidekick. I'm the sidekick. He's the superstar, man. <laughs> I, don't
0: I don't know, David. I heard some things about you too, brother. So <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> good things, I promise. Um, thank you. Thank you. But, but, but let's talk about it. So what was your first impression, uh, Daryl, landing in Canada? And how did that environment feel for you? even before getting to the gym, just enjoying Edmonton? And did you do all the little hikes that they did, or what did you do?
1: Uh, I think our holiday only started after, but the players had their free time uh, the week before the competition. So like what David said, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> we planned out the itinerary for you guys, uh, and uh, yeah, <laughs> we, we knew that being too strict would wouldn't suffice. Um, these players are more than capable of handling their own time and they, they have been rewarded for their efforts. And, and by being disciplined, by being in the right character and the frame of mind, um, the week before we really planned on it being uh, free and easy. So we usually have our morning jogs and our gym sessions in the morning. And after that, the players are free to roam. And, uh, and they, they explored Edmonton as much as they could. And I could see that they were really enjoying it. And I enjoyed it uh, ever, ever so much. Um, going to Walmart for the first time. Uh, uh, having five guys. Uh, yeah, just all these little things that I think uh, being in their, their respective groups, was, we, we came in different planes. So we didn't all travel at the same time. But some of us left at the same time, but as what David said also, we went, some of them went to Vancouver, some of them uh, went straight to Edmonton for like, for the case of my, my group, we went straight to Edmonton and we stayed there for the entirety of the two weeks, including the competition and we explored every nook every and cranny Edmonton had. Uh, going to the malls, um, going to uh, check out Chinese food because we miss Chinese food. <laughs> um, yeah, we love P F Chang's. I mean, it was uh, it was decent <laughs> enough. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, all these little things. I mean, we we had a itinerary planned out, and and it included also having having some joy and, and fun and laughter with the the group that we were we were together with, and uh, at the same time, uh, I think a couple of days before going to the competition um we've set up a gym session because i think uh liaising with a couple of the organizers uh having gyms in edmonton booking gyms was a little bit new to us so like in our country we would we could walk in and we could just say uh we would like a court for one hour and we'll get a court for one hour but in, in edmonton i think we had to go through like a town council and uh i think uh I'm very grateful for a person named Melody. So shout out to Melody. Uh she really helped in uh booking us the courts for us to uh practice our ball sessions. Mm. Yeah. So the whole week I, I think it was it was pretty balanced. Uh we on the first day we landed, all of us were kind of figuring out whether we had jet lag. I think most of us avoided it. So it was it was a good it was a good <laughs> sign. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, the the jet lag, some of them, I think they came after the third day. Yeah. Mm. So, uh we, we have to handle that in case uh, any one of us just didn't feel right, you know. So, like, I think uh, one of the MVPs for Team Malaysia was Carlos, right? So, he had a, a wake-up call on the third day because his muscles wouldn't move, you know, and he was feeling sluggish, and we had to just... Um, go with the itinerary, maybe fire up some of his uh, muscles, like physically. Um, wishing, didn't really have a problem. Did you have a problem wishing? No, right? Not, not much, yeah. right? Uh, I
2: kind of adjusted on the plane uh, by forcing myself to stay awake at certain times. Yeah. And also, I got up early to like, I know, we, we all got up early to run every morning, so I guess that helped too.
1: Yeah. So the, the itinerary really was to just accommodate for the time zone difference, hmm. and then uh, for the gym sessions, we we went to the, I believe, uh, was it Saint Xavier's uh, uh, Saint Francis Xavier's gym uh, for our first ball session, and then the second ball session we had at several several community center to to watch everyone come together and practice. Yeah, so it was it was a it was a whole journey, but I uh, I think we had a lot of plans, but the plans were very Flexible.
0: I gotta ask, what is your secret to landing and not having any jet lag at all? Because that that <laughs> sounds like you guys have a secret over there.
3: Okay, I, I I can chime in on that. I think I think for us it's yeah. very straightforward. <laughs> the majority of us don't uh, operate on a fixed sleeping schedule anyway. We have got some of us sleeping at like four, waking up at like ten a.m. Some of us work throughout yeah. the night. We've got like. You know, some of us are still quite young as well. So, you know, the younger generation, like they play computer and games o'clock. until like <laughs> 7 o'clock in the morning, wake up at 2 p.m. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, go drinking until 4 a.m., wake up the next day at 8 a.m. for a tournament. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we all, I, I think it's safe to say that, you know, we're just bred differently. <laughs> I mean,
0: clearly. Um, how old are you guys, just for the record? Uh,
1: I think I, all three of us are 27 i am 28. Oh, was 28. Was 28 i am 28 yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, uh the boys are 27
0: yeah okay um <laughs> when you when you said none of us have like a fixed sleep schedule i raised my hand uh because <laughs> all hours of the night anyway whether i'm recording editing playing league of legends like just stuff like that just like having yeah. And I'm 35, just for the record. Uh, but jet yeah, lag, well, okay? Jet lag kicks my ass. I'm gonna just say that eh. right now. Uh, if I'm, if if I, anytime I go to England, the first day or whatever, I'm out. Like the first day I land, I'm out. Mm, yeah. I'm sleeping for 16 yeah. hours, and then I'm good. But um, eh. let's talk about what were the matchups you were looking forward to having the most. And we could start with you, David. Uh, which uh, nations did you want to play against the most before you even saw them?
3: Oh, it's got to be Australia for me. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Yeah. Uh... I guess. Um, I, I think back in 2016, I actually played for the Australian men's team.
0: Mm. Yeah.
3: So I was there for about four years because I was studying studying back then. Um, yeah, so Australia has always been my second home and when I played on the Australian team uh, on that year we lost to Malaysia in the semi-finals and then this time around I'm actually playing for the Malaysian team and you know it's, it's always like a, an internal rivalry with myself where I want to be on the team that wins and yes yeah, so I was really looking forward to playing Australia um, unfortunately, we didn't meet them in the group stages, um, only in the Grand Finals. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a really good Grand Finals. Beat them, thank God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you just had to throw that yeah. in there. Yeah. <laughs> what about
2: you, Wei? Uh, what was the nation that you wanted to play against the most? I guess I was looking forward to the, the game against USA, but uh, unfortunately, we didn't meet them at all. Because they were on the other side of the pool, and uh, unfortunately Canada took them out in the quarterfinals. So uh, we didn't get a chance to play with them. yeah, it was, it was, We didn't get a sweet revenge against them because we lost to them in the finals <laughs> in twenty nineteen in Mexico. Yeah, I, I saw that. Um, but you didn't get that chance to get that that uh, payback. Yeah, Australia beat them and Canada beat them. So then, uh, so we ended up didn't beat them at all. Well, I mean, if if we're working with logic here.
3: We didn't need uh, to.
0: <laughs> no. Exactly. You guys beat Australia. Australia beat them. Then it was Canada. Suffice to say, you guys would have done the same thing if we're going by that metric.
1: <laughs> and David said we
0: didn't need you could to. could say
1: that, yeah. Say,
0: yeah. <laughs> what about you, Daryl? Who is the one team you were looking forward to coaching against?
1: I think it was Canada. Really? Uh, because um, from, from my point, I, I enjoy watching them. Because they're really explosive. Um, I think the the curveball this year was Hong Kong. Uh, we we drew with them in the the group stages. So, uh, but Canada was the the pick for me because I think their style has improved so much over the years. Uh, the way they are playing, it's much smarter year and year out. So, they they were really somewhat of like a like a joker, you know so they pull things out of the bag yeah a little bit of a wild card even though um, head to head we we are a little bit ahead but they are never an easy opponent and we were always on our toes and we met them twice Uh, I think one in the group stages and one in the knockout if I'm not mistaken correct me if I'm wrong but yeah so um, with that also comes a lot of challenges with With meeting them the first time in the group stage, they changed their game style in their knockouts, you know. But we were very good in adapting, I would say. So I I would say much more to improve, but I think they're they're on the right track.
0: Nice. So we have day one out of the way, and you have another couple days ahead of you. What would you say your day one realization was overall? I mean, not necessarily going game by game, but overall, how did you feel after day one,
1: Daryl? Um, physically, I think the guys and the the, the women's and the men's uh, they were they were fine. I think physically conditioned to to have a rough first day, and uh, second day was about the same same uh, uh, scenarios and environment. I think what caught us off guard was a little bit of the the atmosphere. So, because we had fabric fabric on the other side as well, so it's doubled the the, the energy, and um, you could feel the 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 whole the whole community center just blows up if someone did something miraculous and and uh you know big plays happen and and that's all to do with the environment and the surroundings and it affects players inside the court, especially if you are playing beside a a head to head between like for instance, I think Canada and US. Played together and it was a mm-hmm. it was an insane match and mm-hmm. the, the crowd was crazy and everyone just stopped and gathered on that court in, itself so huge match like this if you were the one if we were playing beside you know we can't be distracted by all those things so you know handling uh, emotions and 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 basically for your physical condition really helps a lot for for day 1 and day 2 especially
0: so and this isn't so much of a dig, more so of a realization. Um, obviously, you, you guys are a smaller country. You guys aren't used to the the big crowds, but you guys yeah. want to play in front of the big crowds. Yeah. And you would say overall day one, I mean, you realized that the environment you were in, but you conditioned well enough mentally, were sharp enough, and had the camaraderie yeah. to just get through it. So that's a, that's a nice little day one realization what about you Wee? what would you say your day one realization was not so much for
2: the team but for yourself um i think it's uh the fact that all the courts were also side by side and they were very much open like uh it's not it's not really enclosed so like uh, a lot of times when you throw the ball and it rebounds up uh, it can fly really far away so that's one of the things that we we got to adapt to and yeah also also the noise uh it's not as loud as back back home uh, and really? it's in a it's kind of in an enclosed gym so like it's really really loud all the voices just bounces back especially from the crowds when when they, when they cheer for something so you would say the gyms you guys play in back home are acoustically more louder than the gym you played in there uh in back back in malaysia most of our courts are semi semi indoors or semi outdoors they're just yeah. covered covered courts so like it's not as loud as uh, inside of inside an enclosed gym
0: Oh, okay, okay, okay. I I mixed up what you said. That's my fault. Um, What about you, David? What would you say your personal day one realization was? I think um,
3: for me personally, like looking at the other teams play, especially the bigger teams like Canada, USA, uh, Australia, and Hong Kong, um, watching them play after the first day was, you know, it was a, a reminder of the kind of dodgeball um, that we had to face against. Um, it was a reminder after well, I think the last one was 2019. Yeah, so it's two years, and not seeing these players, seeing them throw, you know, dodgeballs that are way faster than anything you see in Malaysia. It mm-hmm. was just a reminder that, uh, you know, we're good, but you always have to have like your eye on the prize. Like, there's no time to slack. There's no time to get distracted by the noise and it just reminded me that I had to focus. And I think even during our team talks, the first thing that we always say to each other is like, no matter whether you're up, down, focus. And that was a big realization for us on the first day. For me personally, anyways.
2: Yeah, I, I can add on on that. Uh, yeah. uh, the balls that are being thrown by the Americans, the Canadians, and every other Western country, they are, they're like way, way harder than what, what, what we throw in Asia. So uh seeing that on the first day it's uh you know kind of like a heart hard hit to the to the hit that oh we've really gotta move. I mean to be fair, that's not
0: that's not a lie. Um what I was <laughs> gonna say was you guys are a hard target to hit. Like yeah. you guys are you know, I've seen some of your Malaysian club games, I've seen some of your games that uh what's that API? Yep. AP, the tournament? Oh, yeah, I've seen some of your games there. I've seen some <clears throat> games on that front. And you guys are, I mean, you guys can throw some heat too. Don't get it twisted. But you guys are hard to hit, and you guys make people pay for any misses with well-timed counters. So I wouldn't give, <laughs> give us too much credit. You guys give us <laughs> fun for our money too.
1: Yeah. There's plenty okay. of
0: members on Team USA who you're still giving nightmares to right now. So, some of them are probably <laughs> glad they didn't have to face you. And I'm saying that. And I'm here. So, <laughs> I,
3: I, yeah, I think to add on that as well is that um, because in Malaysia, it's actually very humid. So, you move for like five minutes and you're already sweating. Um, but playing in Canada, it's like we've, we've, we're given power ups because we don't sweat as much in that dry environment. So the ball doesn't slip out of our hands um, too too easy. Mm. So whenever 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 we travel for dodgeball and we go to a country that's less humid than Malaysia, like the entire Malaysian team plays like ten percent better, just because we don't sweat
0: as much. That's a nice little insight there. Definitely mm. gonna keep that in mind. Yeah. So oh, so <laughs> whoever
3: comes yeah whoever comes from. <laughs> Uh, Canada or America and they come to Malaysia they're going to play 10% worse because they're going to start sweating
0: I think that's a public
2: plea we need to send a world's event to Malaysia let's just, let's do that <laughs> one. Um, we have we have one next year uh, Malaysia is going to be hosting the Asia Pacific inv- Invitational somewhere yeah, in API, yeah. yeah API that's what we're talking about Yeah. yeah sweet um
0: so let's talk about day two. You guys go through day two. You already had your realizations. and Everything going well, um, Daryl. What would you say uh, your day two realization was from a coaching perspective, and how comfortable um, you felt getting out of the group stage?
1: Uh, I think some of us group uh, group stage still happened on day two. If I'm not mistaken, uh, yeah. we had round round knockouts. Uh, closer towards the end of the day. So depending on the schedule, I think day two was in a whole was just, I would say I would also agree on David uh, pointing out focus because I think some of us, if we played well on the first day, we we would get carried away in somewhat so. And I think it's pretty common for um, athletes to get carried away on good performances. Uh, It's even harder for a good athlete to stay focused. So... For the second day, and I think falling after those days as well, um, we just did what we needed to do to bring home that gold medal, and I think it, it really showed the the amount of discipline and focus that all of these players really put their hard work in um, for those five days to to achieve what they wanted over in Edmonton.
0: Nice, uh, David. We oui, would you guys agree? Um, day two is more about
2: refining your focus, staying on top of the task at hand. Uh yeah definitely and also uh the fact that uh we had a pretty lucky uh draw this year because we started off with the smaller teams on day one and I guess that helped us build up our confidence to day two when we faced Canada and Hong Kong. Nice, David. Anything you want to add to
0: that? Um
3: yeah I think I think they pretty much covered it. Um for us, um we were always um concentrating on day two being the deciding factor in whether we actually made it to the knockout stages. So when when we finished the first day with the whole uh, idea of like having to concentrate, you know, getting a feel of the ball, um, after day two, it was a realization that, you know, it's the knockout stages are here. There's no more room for mistakes. We're building upon our momentum. We we actually went into the knockouts feeling really, really good. Um. And it was... Like what Daryl said, you know, it's, it's the conditioning that we were doing, the concentration, the team talks, the staying together, everything that we've done throughout the whole journey led to a good
0: day one and definitely a good day two as well. For sure. Um, before we talk about the finals and ultimately your reaction to getting gold and securing the mission at hand, um, I'm going to start with Daryl on this one, you coach these two in particular that we have on the panel any particular highlight yeah. plays that you want to highlight from these two gents that you would say was their signature play whether it's one or two plays that got you to the finals
1: oh it's a it's a really good question <laughs> uh yeah i need a minute to to think yeah, about if, this but on we'll, the top we'll just, yeah
0: we'll just edit this yeah.
1: for sure. <laughs> um Truthfully speaking, I think if I can start with Wishing, I think there was one moment where um, during Canada in the, the knockouts uh, was a bit more tricky. But I think Wishing um, was a little bit um, downside by missing too many shots. And I would say it's it's normal thing, um, but he turned it around very, very quickly. So I think um, I even remember what I said to him. I said, I'm a fan of your work. And uh, because I think having a player like Risheng is really, really beneficial. Um, at the same time, you can't always expect him to be on a 100% performance uh, graph, you know? So at, at some downtime, I would say uh, he, he's bound to to mess up at some point. But at the same time, Knowing him and, and knowing the conditions that we Ken and I have have put into these players, we know that if there was a situation where they could possibly be in a hole, um, they dug themselves out really quickly. So I think uh, that highlight for me with Wiishing would be in the Canada game in the knockouts. Yeah, I think for me, Perfect. David, yeah, uh, I think it was the Hong Kong game. I think what he did. With his communication, I think he's he's a little low key on 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 the the firepower, I would say, you know. But he has so much influence on 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 these players, right? That if if he were to say something, I think communication for him has no issue with with the other players. So this is, I think, a good example of fine balance between um, going back to day one, selecting players. You know, what kind of players do you want in your team? You know, you can't have uh, these boys have have obviously egos and, and, and confidence and lots of it, you know. And I, I don't blame them for it. And that's what they, they thrive on. And I think uh, someone like 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 David, I think has the ability to to merge these hotheads, these ego <laughs> ego players and uh and, and he talks to them really well. So uh it makes up, it makes us coaches lives a little bit easier, especially when <laughs> You need you need a person of influence in the court, not outside of the court. So there there are many layers to to a dodgeball game, and I think um, what David has is is trying to connect all these players together and and bring out the best in them. So even if he doesn't play the, the big games, I think influence is 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 such an importance to to a, a player, especially someone like David. Yeah.
0: Nice. This is a very detailed uh, analysis for someone who had to take a while to think about. Um, <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna flip the script a bit. So I wanna talk to Weishang Shang and David. What did it what does it feel like? Um, and we'll we'll flip the script on this one. So I'm gonna ask David first. What does it feel like having Daryl as your coach? not just say all the, <laughs> not just say all these calls oh, so i feel like i set you up but what how did it feel like with all the chips on the line getting you to the finals and you have general um, uh as your coach like how, how how um confident were you knowing that that was your leader and how did that translate on the court for you yeah i think um to be fair to like
3: the players on the men's team especially is that um you know, we we've I think more than half. I think like eight out of the twelve players were players who have played dodgeball for more than five six years. Um, and 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 the key point that he mentioned was that you know we build upon experiences, but our biggest downfall um, is always the egos and you know wanting to be the star player. So having someone like Daryl and Kent, um, uh, our head coach, was that their coaching style was very straightforward. Um, it, it wasn't supposed to teach us how to play dodgeball or show us the strategies because you know we we have all of that. Their main goal was to keep everyone in check. And they did it really, really well in terms of you know managing expectations, um, saying what needs to be said, the harsh truths, you know, all of these things. Um was what we from the men's team really appreciated you know like whenever we say look you got to sit down you need to rest something um was done really really well for our side um so having daryl and ken on our side was actually a huge huge uh benefit it was i I would say it's the biggest difference between our 2019 squad when we lost in the grand finals was Mm. having that external voice um being able to say look guys you guys need to calm down um you guys need to remember your fundamentals and this this little things along the way that you know change the narrative of our team and yeah having darren outside was really really fantastic ken as well
0: nice i know ken isn't here but we're definitely going to highlight him um Way to go! Congratulations, Ken. You're also a part of this, even though you're not a part of the panel. <laughs> you really, are being remembered. Um, and, and for Daryl, you thought David was going to be mean. He was being nice to you. What about
2: you, yeah, Wee? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about you, Wee?
0: Um, say about uh, Daryl
2: as a coach. I've only started working with Daryl this year, and uh, yeah, like like Daryl said, uh, also during uh, one one of one of the main highlights was uh, I guess in, in the Canada game where. Uh, I had a slow start to the game and I love it when when I went on the sidelines and you know there just came up to me and like you know hey, you're doing well, just keep up what you're doing and, and you get there. So hearing things like this uh, you know just keeps me fired up and just keep me on track to how should I how, how I should play the game? And yeah, and true enough, and I, I managed to bounce back and turn the game around. For sure. You see, these guys were nice to you, Daryl. Come on, they were.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, it takes no one to know one.
2: And yeah, I think uh, I think I think David covered pretty well where uh, because we we have a very uh, solid team this year with all of uh, all of our uh, experiences, and uh, they their main job was just to put us on track, so that's that's the main that's the main thing, and also to give us feedback on if we're doing anything wrong. Then they're there to just set us back on track. Yeah.
0: Nice. Um, and speaking of which, setting you back on track, you guys get to the final game. It's, it's intense. You're playing in front of a live crowd, and the final whistle blows. 0-0, Malaysia wins gold. And I want to talk about it from Daryl as a coach. Um, how did that feel when you saw the 0-0 hit? The final ball dropped. You know what the scoreline is, and you know what you're gonna take home through customs.
1: <laughs> How does it feel for you? Uh, I actually actually didn't hit me right at the spot. Uh, I think it only hit me when I went back to the hotel <laughs> uh, after everything, taking pictures and so on and so forth, and and going outside. I think due to the adrenaline, also the the sheer excitement of of these boys and these these players going through eight months worth of the national program and getting um, what I think truly deserved gold medal um, for me I think you know it, it it was a privilege honestly and uh, I think any any sport athlete would be very honored to represent their country I think. It's a little bit patriotic, by the sense where not many people, especially in sports nowadays, can can roam around and say that they have represented their country and won something of of high value, yeah. And and it's it's really priceless to put a a figure on that that feeling and the emotion. So it only hit me when I went to the hotel, where you know, looking at those medals, it's like, did we really do it? You know, looking at the trophy at, at our. Uh, at our nightstand, you know, did we really do it? You know, so it, it was a uh, it was a very very it was a very good accomplishment for for us. And I think coming back from two years of pandemic, I think we were also very eager to 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 see what we could really do. You know, are we still number one uh, in men's form? Are we still a top team and a top country in dodgeball? And I think this year we we Put that into um effect yeah so uh it, it really is exciting and i think i am very i'm very glad that i was a part of this yeah
0: nice and you had a bit of a delayed reaction there you just didn't you just yeah. had no idea till you just got to your hotel room like it was just did i really yeah. do it
1: yeah so like some of the guys really really celebrated and uh, I for me I, I didn't really understand what was happening. And you know I I I think with I, I would say most games that we play, um, most of them took it as just an another game. I guess. Yeah. So so playing in the finals, it it I for me the players didn't really get it into their heads. I think they knew the competition they were coming up with. Um, but they played how they wanted to play, and I think that was the biggest achievement so far by by them, you know, by not being swayed about the setting, about the environment, about the status of the the match. Mm. so every everything that functioned during that final, in their mindset, they were just playing a dodgeball game and it and it was very um, exciting to see and and I really i really give the the hats off to these players because i know how much they put the effort in and and they truly deserve that that gold medal for sure
0: um what about you Wee? as a vice captain how does it feel you saw the the clock
2: hit zero and you know what the score was and you knew what it meant uh, it's feel, it feels good to reclaim back the gold medal after a tough loss against USA. Uh, when we were aiming for the the three the hat-trick uh, goal and then we managed to get it back this year, we trained really, really hard uh, not to repeat any mistakes back in 2019. And yeah, ultimately the, the goal was done. We, we achieved our goals and uh, all our hard effort was paid off well. <laughs> what about you, David? How did it feel for you?
3: Oh, i don't know i i felt really good i got drunk after that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we, we 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 weren't mm. allowed to to excessively party before oh, okay. like even months leading yeah. up to the tournament yeah, right? yeah we weren't yeah. allowed to drink that much um especially COVID. so you know even going out you know, like if you get COVID, you can't fly mm. so there's little things like you know that discipline that we had to show throughout the tournament uh, leading up to the tournament during the final game discipline 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 and when that final buzzer hit it's like a release you know you you just let it all go uh, go for a couple of drinks it was exciting. it was really really um at that point it was like wow we're, we're done for for eight months it's like eight months of training and we we're finally done. so yeah i got drunk we all did <laughs> I, I, as, as, as soon as As soon as We, we left the court I, I had a couple of beers Yeah so wow. You know Swinging that gold medal around Was was really Definitely Definitely something
2: Yeah I remember At the start of the year We all were like oh, it's, it's eight more months And then we're counting down Month by month And then weeks by weeks And then day by days And then right after The, the, the buzzer ends It's like Oh it's finally over <laughs> I just want to <laughs> I just want to highlight something for the people at home. Obviously, this
0: is an audio podcast. When Daryl said his players celebrated, he turned to his left. He, <laughs> he turned to his left looking, and they're not all together. They're all in separate places. But on my screen, he was looking at the two other players, kind of like in the Brady Bunch kind of way. He was like, well, these oh guys my God. celebrated. <laughs> these guys celebrated. And I went perfect. to my hotel room. <laughs> Just the oh. fact that you guys had beers already mm. ready <laughs> tells me. Yeah, all I mean, I need. fun fun that's, fact is that's, 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 um, all, David. that's two, all David two
1: months. Yeah. Two months they did. They, they they were reminded that they couldn't consume alcohol and also um, put a hole on their party. So I think it was a good release after you know that buzzer <laughs> heat and <laughs> Yeah. David, you got really We're,
3: we're still celebrating. <laughs> we came back. We're still <laughs> celebrating. We're still,
0: we're still drinking. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to say it. Um, a couple of years ago, I talked with Kirby and um, in, in an interview, and he was definitely a fun person to talk to, for sure. You guys know, I'm sure. Um, and he yeah. told me something similar. I don't know if he told me on camera or off camera, but he was like, hey, you know, I just love to play dodgeball, play video games, and drink. You know, he's just... One motivates the other. And it's in a weird way, (laughs) this kind of plays out in full circle. Um, So you guys get gold. David got hammered. Uh, Clearly, he needed (laughs) a from home. Um, The event is over. How do you feel overall about the event itself? And do you want to be gutsy right now and say you want to go back and repeat men's foam? Back-to-back champs in Austria. We'll start with you, Daryl. How do you feel about the event overall?
1: Um, on the organization side, I think it definitely could be improved. Um, there are a lot of things that I think they have done right so far for the associate, uh, the governing body for World Dodgeball.
0: Uh,
1: asking feedback midway through the games and through the competition they really, really tried their their utmost best in in making everyone happy, and I think um, there were a lot of feedback about marshals, about court placement, and and the balls that we are using, um, rules changes, and they are definitely going in the right direction, and um, I I don't fault them for for having some of these issues be more severe on, on the day itself because I, I know the operation is, is really huge. And for, for uh, something that I relate to, I have organized the National Dodgeball League for two years in 2017 and 2018. So I know somewhat so the, I would say, operation that goes behind and the organization that everyone should follow, you know, the, the rules, the marshals, the, the court, the balls, and, and everything needs to fall in place perfectly. But you know, with this events they, they have so much things going on that uh, eventually something would break. And and they really, really handled it really well by getting the, the meetings um, done after the competition. So some of our captains, especially the ones that are from the female side, the mixed team, they went to give their own feedback. So on the organization part, I would say there's definitely more to improve, uh, especially with policing the rules, uh, policing um, basically the fundamentals of dodgeball, yeah, the principles of honesty, integrity, and sportsmanship. Um, there's there's much more to to this game than than currently what we're handling with. So the organization has has done very well in terms of getting those feedback and I'm very excited to see what they will do with those feedback in the following years and, and, and in the future.
0: For sure. Um, all right, we you're the you're the captain. Um, how, did, how did it feel or how, how do you feel about the event? And
2: do you want to be gutsy and say you want to return as champions in Austria? Definitely. I, I, I will most likely to try out again and uh, play again in 2024 in Austria uh really excited for that and also uh i always enjoyed playing in canada or the us uh, i really love how how they pull everything together the live streams the, the commentaries and uh you know and there's so, so many volunteers there. that are willing to help uh, that's one thing i love about dodgeball it's so inclusive and uh yeah that makes me want to come back and yeah i'll definitely be more than ready for 2024. That's what I'm talking about. I was waiting for someone to say it. What about you, David?
3: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh I'll definitely be trying out for a team <laughs> kind of as well. Um Gold medal back to back is not a far fetched dream. It's uh it's a reality that we can make come true. Um it's uh, I think I think um something that my coach um can't uh said, you know, like for the event and everything, like the event was really, really good. Uh, we I, personally, I didn't see anything wrong with it. I had a fantastic time. The grand finals was uh, really, really well done. The, the final matches, the way they were seating everyone, the atmosphere itself was fantastic. The venue was great. I love playing in uh, Canada. I love um, you know just the atmosphere itself, and yeah, it was it was a fun tournament. It was, I think, I think to me personally, it was it was really well done you know, no faults with them at all.
0: For sure. Um, and I'm sure if, it, you know, if you, if you were to repeat, I can tell you personally, I know some good Austrian beer that you want to check out for sure, David, and um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll be there to celebrate with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, I think,
3: uh, the, I don't know about Wishing, but well, wishing doesn't drink as much. He, he, he's our <laughs> model player, you know, the one that goes to gym at 5 o'clock in the morning and stuff like that. Doesn't oh, drink as a much. Responsible, ones, the responsible
1: the, one. Responsible one. Nah, the boring one. Nah, the boring about. one.
0: <laughs> so let, then, me, let me get this straight. So I kind of get this dynamic now. Daryl is like the team dad. We Shang is like the, <laughs> the mature older brother. And David is the wild party animal. Here we go. That's the right. panel. That's the panel I have right here. Right. <laughs> not, not really
1: wrong.
3: Not really wrong, but I not feel... really wrong. <laughs> I nah, mean, no, no, no. Nah, I disagree. <laughs> that was just putting up front. <laughs> it's all a <alive>. lie. <laughs> we, mean... we we all we, <laughs> we, we all work professional jobs, so you know we 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 can uh, put on a face. They. <laughs>
1: Behind the scenes, it's a little bit of a different story, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
3: I can drink, but
1: I'm not the party
3: animal. I'm not.
1: I just just like
3: to drink.
0: I just want to highlight before we go, I can tell when I'm being lied to, and you love party. (laughs) You're not going to sit there and drink and be at home.
3: Oh! Hey, no, no, I, I, I prefer, I, I can enjoy, like, a beer at a bar, you know, but some of these guys actually go clubbing, you know, like are you clubbing. saying?
0: Are you saying Daryl and we are more party animals than you? Nah, no way. Okay, so you're the party animal.
1: <laughs> no, no, re- <laughs> yeah, relative nice. to we Sing
3: and Daryl, yeah, for sure, but relative to some of the other guys on my team, nah, man, no way.
0: We're, we're talking about the panel here, though.
3: Ah, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Then David's the
0: party
2: animal. Yeah, <laughs> the party go. animal, the dog, <laughs> the cow, the sheep, the whole, the
0: whole farm. <laughs> All right, and that was my interview with the men's foam Malaysian gold medal team. Uh, I want to thank Daryl, their coach, David, and We Shang, uh, the players, for hopping on and sharing with us your story and just having a good banter. Uh, clearly, you can tell the chemistry was evident with these three. Um, I'm going to take a break. As far as interviews go, i prep for nationals, and I should announce my next guest uh, as soon as I return. So, if you've been with me up until this point, thank you so much, and have a wonderful day.